What's up, folks? This is Jesse Rivera, and you are listening to Comic Talk, the podcast. Today, episode number 63, with my dear old friend, amigo, buddy, Mr. DJ Say Montes. I met Say back in the day when he was just Say Montes, the receiving manager at the warehouse. Uh, 1992 was the year that I started working there. I think Say had already been there a couple years before me. He was established. He kind of ran the show. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, we had so much fun working there. Uh, if you've ever seen Empire Records, it was exactly like that. We had regular customers. Uh, we we did a lot of crazy stuff. And all of the fun was before and after the store opened or closed. Just hanging out with your buddies, playing music. It was a blast. And I'm still... Uh, I'm not saying I'm best friends with a lot of those people, but still stay on social media with a lot of those people and reflecting back on those days. It was one of the funnest jobs I ever had. Uh, We didn't make any money, of course, because, come on, it was minimum wage. And, you know, we we maybe got like 32 hours a week if we were lucky, you know, but we didn't care because, you know, we got discounts on music and we got to listen to music all day and everybody that worked at the record store loved music so it was it was great it was great and catching up with say of course we talk a little bit about that but we also talk a lot about he is now a wedding dj with uh, him and his brother uh i they're part of a company um that does uh, wedding DJs, and it is they, they look like they have a lot of fun. I mean, that's his job now, playing music for people at, you know, the happiest day of their life. So um, I think he's a lucky guy for getting to do what he loves for a living. But, of course, right now, not a lot of weddings going on. So he talks a little bit about what he thinks the future of wedding DJs is going to be like. And we also talk a lot about just when we used to hang out and have fun back in the day. So I'll stop mumbling. Hey, in the future, I got some great guests coming up, man. I've got uh, Ivy Cordova. I've got Marcus Mangum. And I think Say's brother, Javier Montes, is going to come on the podcast very soon. So all of that is in the next few weeks. As always, man, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Take care of each other, and I will catch you later. Peace. Whenever you're just go three, two, one, and that's it. We're recording, buddy. Oh, what's up, dude? How you been, Jesse? Say Montes, DJ Say. How the hell are right. you? Pretty good, man. Um, just trying to stay alive, actually. You know how things have been crazy, <laughs> things get out of hand, and it's like, oh. But um, I noticed that you wanted to have this interview and you wanted to about the wedding aspect of this business and what's going on with the with the virus and stuff and it's really crazy to be honest with you because i'm in that business where people get together more than 10 so, so it's let's, always, let's talk about the business that you're in so what is it exactly that you do oh well what i do is um i do weddings for a living for a living and, and i'm a dj and i'm a central coast dj and i we started this about me and my brother about eight years ago 
And, but we always did music before that. So it's a, one of those things that you have a hobby and then you ended up making it to a, do what you love. It comes to, if you're lucky enough to do that. Some people are not. Some people are stuck doing stuff they don't have to because they you know, have to support a family or maybe they do it on the side, but they don't make money. At my point, I went all in and started investing all my money and equipment and advertising and starting from simple stuff from business cards because I started DJing when there was CDs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, there was no computer. You literally would bring a CD case, you open it up, big wallet size. Here's my country. Here's my rock. So when I went all in, I knew that every three to four years, something in the business has to change. Either you upgrade or you have to have up lights now because a lot of brides want up lights or you have to have a, a photo booth. You know what I mean? It, it all changes. So doing this business and this epidemic happening, it really took the tone because I started getting cancellations as in not really cancel. They were going to cancel the wedding. They were just going to postpone to for next year. Slow me down, dude. Stop me when you want because if you have more questions, but this is kind of like to stay busy and, and not, and not kind of like to get depressed about it. It's just, I, I, I do music. My hobby is music. I'm yeah, on Twitch so. under Say Music, uh, DJ Say Music. So I, I still have to keep up what's going on in the world with the new music still. It's still coming out. They just don't advertise it like they usually are because the media is drowning, the, the pandemic, you know what I mean? Is the virus. It just, there's no one going out, no concerts. They're uh, closing down again. So here we go again to start from the beginning uh, of everyone staying in. I think slowly, I hate to say this, people are just going to get it because some people that stay in, they go visit other people at other houses and they come back home and they think they're going to be okay. And they actually spread it. And they just said that on the news today. And I'm like, that's, that's how it's going to be. We're going to have to, the wave has to come through every town and everything until it goes away and we see what we're going to do. But in my business, it takes a tone because that's, that's what I do. I go do weddings that are 150 people, 200 people. Uh, and, and some weddings, they want to be rock. Some weddings, they just want to intimate and just kick back and nothing going on. Just main family members. This time is going to get cut down to like 30 people a wedding. Some venues will not let you have no more than 30 people. But even, some when it's and like, grooms but even when it's like saying, 30, even when it's like 30 okay. people, like people right. up and dance and, and have a good time. Right. And when they're out there dancing, they're, they're breathing heavy. And so they're, they're exhaling. It's like, it's going against like everything that, that we're being told not to do right now. So yeah, man. That, I mean, yeah. And that was, that was an earful. So just to catch people up, like you were a lifelong music fan. You always had a gang of CDs, right. gang of tapes. And then you right. and your brother. Work, work at the warehouse for 20 years, you know? So it's like, I know my music. I'm not a crazy mixer, but I can mix it up. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just getting the party going. It's really a personality. If you're really good on the mic and you can play good music, everything else you can put together from the grand entrance to, to, to rock in the house, you can tell the bride and groom, you learn what to, you know, what to do when time goes on when you do it so much. You, yeah. you, you kind of have to set the bar up for yourself. Like bride and groom, all the time I'm going to ask this question because I forgot they're asking me, you know, some, come on, my next bride and groom, I'm going to have those line up in these questions, even from the first dance, do you want the whole song to be played? You know, just simple stuff like that will make a difference on the job you do. But, but when this virus, you know, doing this coming up wedding, the first one I'm doing in April, uh, I'm sorry, August 15, it's going to be like, you're going to have your mic, it's going to have a cover, 
uh, I'm going to wear a mask if I feel, you know, talking to the writing room. They're, everybody's so far cool with it. It's just those first steps to get used to it. When, when it does open up a little, I had cancellations that I had one like last week canceled, next week canceled, August 8 got canceled. The 15 is my first one. If that gets canceled, I won't get another one until maybe the, the first week of September. So it's like, I'm seeing the news. So there's like, to keep not going insane, I go to my music. I start uh, getting things together, focusing on other stuff to be safe, to clean my equipment, to have this ready, to wear gloves sometimes, to set up with a different mask. Because you will sweat if you use your own. Just little things to look professional. All the other vendors have to wear masks. That's a gimme. But reality is there is no peanut coat that you supposed to wear a mask. So a lot of people are pretty smart about it. If they're in certain places, go, hey, you can call the cops. But the cops, if you're a smart person, you say, hey, man, where's the peanut coat? What trouble did I do? What did I do wrong? Well, there's no peanut coat for it. So why, you, you know, why am I in trouble? So they have to make this law or everyone has to vote on it, hey, you have to wear a mask. That's yeah, gonna yeah. be the challenge I think I'm doing this business. It's like, who's gonna wear a mask? Did you know grandpa and grandma can't come in? So I told my brother, I got this great idea. Look, why don't we start a business and I'm probably gonna start charging $1,500, $2,000 where we have the screen in four squares and we have the ceremony and anyone over the world can see the wedding, you know, grandparents that live in, in, in Europe because that's the business I do. All the weddings I do, people travel to get here because it's a destination weddings. Yeah. So it's not like you're like in Bakersfield, I hate to bring this up, where people live around there and, and you know, no. Every slow down, say we're having some turkey. So many other people Let me say who came to oh you got me now or yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. So all the weddings that I do, it's really interesting because it's like I go home and say, where are you from, Turkey? So I get the traditional music plus what band is out at that time, a couple of songs. And I don't know what they're saying. I always tell the bride and good, I'm being honest, I don't know what they're saying, but I'm going to put the top songs of your traditional stuff. When That's I do cool. stuff like that and you go out of your way, it, it's just, a, dude, it was such a ball. I had the bride and groom on top of a chair and I, it's right on the, basically, it's a resort there on the beach and she just give everyone shots whether coming you know they're on top of the chair it's about having fun those things won't happen that much no more it was going to take time for that to start happening again it's really distance talking on the mic being clean sanitizing your hands it, it's just uh worrying that someone get get sick and you don't want to be the one that gets sick and you don't want to be the one to get somebody you know sick as well but it's interesting. Sometimes when I go to stores, I also feel like, hey, you're not wearing a mask. You're not wearing a mask. I, I get it. You know, you can't really get in trouble because there's no peanut coats. You can't, you know, what they're going to do. Now, the rules of the stories, they can kick you out. That's just about it. But basically, that's it. So it's like, I don't think people are going to listen. And I think a lot of people are just going to get sick in the next month or two. And it's sad to say that some of them, they have, a, you know, they're diabetic or whatever that you are and you get sick. I, I just would hate. It's just going to hurt. Me, myself, I only knew one person, not close, just in the business, they got sick. But none of, like, my brothers, thank God, none of the friends that I know haven't gotten sick yet. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, if you haven't deal with anyone that, that in this uh, pandemic that someone got sick that you know of. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's interesting, because uh, I live day by day now. Like, today, I, I, you know, basically did the normal stuff on Tuesday, do my laundry, whatever. 
after I hang, uh, hang up here with you, I'm going to do some music and look up what's new because I do a lot of videos. And I also be like looking up videos and then I go to an older video. Like right now, as we're talking, Mike is texting me and he's sending me videos <laughs> of Wicked Games by a guy, him. I don't know. Chris Isaac's game. You know how Chris, Isaac. Uh, Chris Isaac. Yeah, but this, uh, there's another artist called him. Eight, yeah, it's Chris Isaac, but another artist called eight, him. He does it too. So it's oh. like I get friends texting me and we're always talking back to each other, you know, cover a Depeche Mode song or something like that. It always keeps me going, get my mind away from all this, uh, you know, um, disease, I guess you would say. Yeah. But yeah besides it's... that, the business, the business is not going down for us right now because, you know, it, we still get deposits because those people are booking for next year. But that's the bad thing. It's just next year. I'm trying to, you know, I always, if I didn't have a wedding on a Friday, I would go do a club or do a bar here and there once in a while. I don't need, you can't even do that no more. You know, places that go hang out, you, you just cut, stop. And you kind of don't want to go because you don't want to get sick. Because if I would gotten sick of one of these things, my weddings are next weekend. This thing takes like three days. You get it in 14 days. You have to be coaching. There's no way, dude. There's just no way I'm going to make it. It's just yeah, crazy. Yeah. So you just got to stay in. Yeah. That's the smart thing. You got to stay in. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm not. That's the crazy I'm, thing. I'm only going. I'm only going out to the grocery store, like twice right. a week, and and just right. everything right. else is just staying in and just just waiting this thing out, you know? Because uh, right. like I'm not I'm not diabetic. I don't have hypertension, but like I am right. overweight, so like I have right. that, you know. But other than that, like I'm really just working on staying healthy myself, drinking right. a gallon of water every day, and like no booze, right? No nothing, you know, just just chilling. Hey, say, you remember when uh when we very first started hanging out, and uh, we would go to your house and play pool after work? Yes. And yes, how your brother, how your brother had that that, like, explain how your brother had it rigged up, and like I didn't yeah, even he know had, that he was DJ. I just thought I, you had a badass radio station. <laughs> yeah, what it was is that uh, somehow I got hold of, got hold of the pool table. We put it in my mom's garage inside. And I just started adding stuff. So we got a house speaker kind of. We got the wire all the way going outside through the roof, all the way through the front house. And he's mixing it up there on vinyl. And that was his start of playing in front of people. And sometimes it's like, you're going to mess up. That's okay. I always told him, just catch the beat, listen to the beat. Now, remember, these are records. And they, it wasn't like you have now where you can see the beat. They call serato when you play music. You can see the beat coming. Here you didn't see it. You have to hear it to, to put the beat together. And all our friends, you know, we grabbed some beer and we played some pool. Had a great time. And my brother started doing How old really was your well. brother at that? How old was your brother I, at that point? I think he was around between 16, 17. He was pretty young. And uh, I think he actually, uh, there was a radio station, Furrier, you know, he graduates and, and graduating, I guess he's older, uh, about to leave school. And there's a radio station called Kiss, and they're playing Prince the song Kiss All Day, right? And I'm like, oh, this is cool. They're playing Kiss All Day. I'm a big Prince fan, so I'm excited. This radio station nonstop the whole day. Kiss, kiss the song from Prince will play through the whole day. So the girl I was seeing at the time, she calls me. She says, hey, did Prince die or something? I go, oh, no, what's going on? So I started listening to it. I guess at the time, this radio station was opening up and they needed people to come in, you know, and they're going to hire people to get on the radio station. I don't know exactly what was going on, but my brother went over there and knocked on the door and says, I'm here. I said, here I am. I, and, and he started working at the radio station. Of course, he started from the bottom. 
But that's his start of loving music. That's the part where, where we just keep going forward and it just blossoms to uh, him doing, uh, you know, a club or whatever and, and getting big. He's well known over his post. That's what I love about him. He's mellow, he's kind, he, you know, takes care of, takes, they take care of him. And in this business, that's what you have to be. You have to enjoy, you have to be willing to be part of somebody's wedding or somebody's party or anniversary, whatever it is. You need to sit one-on-one and see what they want and just go from there and just master it up, dude. It's like, yeah, you, play, remember, you know, you just make a beautiful, beautiful sculpture, dude. You remember when he, uh, he DJed my 25th birthday party? Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Remember that you're a Beastie Boy fan? Uh, a lot of fun. It was just a lot of fun. It was just so much fun. Once again, those are one of the parties that if I can write a book or something, I can remember so many parties we did that it'd be like episode, this one will be, you know, first episode, boom, first season. I would have maybe like eight or nine seasons like that because just so many things I did in weddings. I remember doing funny stuff. I remember stuff went wrong behind the curtain. It wasn't my fault, like the cake falling over or something like that. Where it's just interesting to to go, oh man, I did a lot. I did a lot. Like that's crazy. But you don't feel that way because you're just doing what you love. You know, it doesn't yeah. stop you from doing what you want. That, that's the thing. It just this little virus is slowing you down. We need to think ahead to also be successful, but at the same time be careful and and, and watch yourself. So I had a I had. A, with the bride recently and it's like in december and we were talking and she goes what are you gonna do like are you still down i go i'm down but it's really up to you to tell your people to you know if you have your grandpa and grandma for your other young guests to be careful if you social distance whatever see if you guys all live together you guys don't go out and party and go to concerts and bring it back home you guys will be fine if you guys are all together now the minimum people they say is 10 but if we if you do 30 cool I just have to tell you that I have to protect myself. I'm going to have a cover on my mic. I'm going to have two lapels when we do ceremony. I'm just giving her just the detail of what I got to do for it, for no one to get sick. My part. Now the venue there, that's their business. The photographer, that's their business. It's just interesting that I had never had to do this. Like I never had to be one-on-one. Not only just talk about your outline and all your songs and who's coming in and grand entrance. Now we got to talk another step to go. We got to be clean. Yeah, about safety, exactly. Like, like when you go to these venues, some of them don't have a, a little red box. You know, if somebody got, you know, whatever got cut or whatever, I trip out on it. Where's your first aid kit? You know what I mean? Oh, we don't have one. Are you kidding? That's like number one. The basically <laughs> safety. Like, I, I ran a restaurant in the kitchen, ended up being manager. Oh, I yeah, had, I the, yeah, I, I, right there in Pismo. It was called Pierce. It was a great place. I walked in and said, look, I do weddings in the weekend. Just work me from Monday through Thursday. And I'll, be, I'll wash dishes. Uh-huh. Dude, less than six months, they gave me a card. I was a kitchen manager, and I was just running the place in the kitchen. But also, when it was holidays, like Memorial Day, dude, we made like seventy to 100000 some of those weekends where you were burned out. But the other days were cool, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because it was, it was right on the beat. Yeah. So I always had my meetings there with my brides and grooms when they came, and they came down from out of town. And that's the thing, once again, these brides and grooms come from out of town. None of them live around the area. And that's Utah. I did from Kansas City, you know, around the world as well, Chile. It, it, it's just crazy that this has to stop for me when uh, it's hard. It's not like your regular weddings, like a small town or whatever, or a nice city. This is hard because people have been planning their vision of their wedding, especially the bride, where they want it. 
when yeah. they find the place, it's hard to take them away. But look at the scenery. There's water splashing on the on the beach. Dude, I did one literally, uh, maybe like 30 feet away from the sand and then the water of the beach. They put a big tent generator. We party to like almost 11. All out, dude. I had video of it. And, and I kind of want to start documenting a lot of stuff so that way I can probably put together something in the future to show what, you know, what I did. Just to what I did. Beautiful yeah, like pictures and, and the scenery. Just, just yeah. Like, yeah, I, I had a great idea. I was telling my brother I want to I pitch something to like NBC or CBS called Real Weddings in the Central Coast where it's an hour-long show with the last 10 minutes show what went wrong in the show because there's a wedding always something goes wrong right. the uncle could get too drunk I, I heard um people on the mic you know sometimes with the with the groom uh, just a short story that he would be like yeah you know me and him we're in the navy go, go. and he's talking about when they're young and 19 or 20 and that's his best man just to let you know that day when you worked out and i bet i bet you a bet or whatever and i told you to drink something yeah that wasn't orange juice basically it was pee but those things are going why would you do that like why would you do that would those you kind of things right people now. did yeah. It, it, but the funny thing is, like, that's deep. Like, why would you say that joke? You know, people always bring up, just don't bring up anything from Las Vegas, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the first thing they do in the toes. They'll bring something negative. I go, why you guys do that? Why you guys think something negative? Do something positive. He goes, we can't think something positive. We have to think something corny because we don't. We're just doing having fun. I go, okay, that's your way out. I, outlook of seeing now. That's cool. But hey, let's, um, let's, it's really let's, interesting. It's let's really talk interesting. About Let's talk about something else that's that's greatly affecting you right now. Um, I don't know if you're ready to talk about this, but you okay. uh, should be. I'm very curious how you feel about the uh, the uh, the Washington Redskins finally uh, changing uh, now, so, now, now, now. Let, let me uh, let me preface this. Say and his buddy Mike Brewer are legit. The only two people who I know who have been Washington Redskins fans ever since I can remember. Like, ever since I can remember, they've been Washington yeah. Redskins fans. And they have never – and these are two of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I, I've never heard them say anything racially motivated, anything condescending right. to anybody. Right. Um, so I know that they just right. love the Redskins the way I love the Dodgers. I don't even think right. – I never really think of what is a Dodger. You know what I'm saying? Right, um, right, right. It's just weird because growing up, I always liked the Native American Indian, the culture. So by the time there was like, what team are you going to be? I couldn't decide because I was like, well, I like the Indian culture. I'm going to be a Redskin fan. Not just even though we can be zero and thir and ten or whatever you know, the season we lose every season one or two games we only win it didn't matter that that was the, that was for me to go when we do win I can say I supported this team I supported now Redskin by saying it I really didn't you know it's like saying something negative uh, about uh, their culture and their race and stuff I, I really didn't see that in the beginning because why would you make a team especially when you do your research and go 1932, you know, it was the Braves, Boston, Boston Braves, and then they changed it in 1933 to uh, the Boston Redskins, and then in 1937, they go to the Washington Redskins. So it was like, you mean to tell me 80 years and you guys couldn't change it? 
I ended up finding out when they were actually the first year they started in 1932, when they were the Washington Braves, they did change the Braves because it was, it was something they did argue about. So they changed it to, in 1933, the Boston Redskins. And I go, but you pick Redskins? I mean, you, that, that was just basically the same thing. Uh-huh. But once again, as a child watching the team, it's like saying the Cowboys and the Indians go at it, you know, that's yeah. going to be gone. That's not going to happen anymore. And that's the sad thing because I'm going to sit back and go, Hey, I was a Cowboys. I always said, if I win two games of the whole season is playing against the Cowboys. I mean, it's just the sport. You want your team to win and, yeah. and you have friends, you know, you talk junk to each other, the people, you know, I wouldn't talk junk to a Cowboy fan if I don't know him, but a friend I would, cause he'll yeah. talk back. That's what you but do. I really can't say, yeah, that's what you do. That's just friends. That's how we are. But uh, you really, I really can't say anything a lot about the Cowboys because out of actually 20 games, we won five. You know what I mean? So they always got our number. But I'm always going to be a Washington Redskins fan all the time, no matter what happens. So I invest in the love of the culture. So I end up finding out that not only the, the Indian, the logo on there, it's actually a real chief Indian. You know, so I'm like, I don't understand. This is real. Like, this is cool. I, I, I don't I know Redskin is racist and all this, but it's like, how can we go 80 years and finally stop it? And someone that's been supporting the team for this long, it's hard. We have a fight song, Hell to the Redskins. We sing it every time we make a touchdown. Where's that going to go? You know, right. But the thing is, are people going to show up to, to the pizza place when we all used to get together and go watch it? That's my concern. It's like, they how know. much of a support, how much support is going to be? I know a lot of friends are telling me, look, it's a different name with with uh, w- with the same team, with the same team, different yeah. name. It's going to be okay. Yeah, but I, I, I'm just arguing the point of what happened to the Indians and Cowboys. That's not, you know, that that thing is gone. For me to get used to it is going to take time, you know. It's just yeah. going to take time to go, okay, let, let's get together. Let's make a good logo. Let's not go backwards and put a crazy, dumb logo. I'm like, see, this is, this is the whole point of it. This was the whole point. It's like um, doing this late. If you had a plan, you, as soon as this happened, uh, your, your, you know, your supporters dropping you, FedEx and Sony, I'm not Sony, uh, uh, Nike, all these people dropping you. It's like, okay, you should have had a plan, dude. Like, you're the main guy. This team is worth like 900 million. You should have people right away. Now he's barely firing people. Now there's something happening in the background where guys were, you know, messing with girls and this and that. And I'm like, oh, oh not another thing. Like, we haven't even talked about our players. We haven't talked about plays. We haven't talked about how we're going to strategize this season. Everything's just out the door. I'm just in limbo right now. Like you're stuck at the, like you're stuck at the airport. You can't stay there, but you can't leave either. It's like you're in the middle. You ever seen that, that Bill Murray movie where he's just no, stuck was, in the airport where you can't go nowhere? Hanks, he has to it? Oh, it's Tom Hanks. Oh, no, it's probably, are you sure? No, Maybe you're talking right. about the Bill Murray movie where he repeats the same day. You're talking about no Brown somebody Street? stuck in the airport, dude. No, stuck in the airport. That was Tom Hanks, wasn't it? Okay, I thought it was Bill Murray, yeah. but no big deal. But it's that kind of you know thing where you're just stuck somewhere and can't go nowhere. That's how I feel. Hey, and my and, team is like oh, and our, our buddy, Brewer, our buddy Mike Brewer. He's he's Native American, right? Now that's a, that's why he was a Redskins fan because he was Indian, right? Did I understand? Did I understand? Yes. The, 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 yes, that I understand. Yeah, uh, he doesn't know what percentage and all that, but he is one. As you can see, when you see him, it looks like you know an Indian. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He's always, he's, his yeah. last name's Brewer. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. So the first time I met him, it was actually at the warehouse, and that's when the warehouse sell vinyl. 
So uh, I was an employee and he goes, what's your team? And I had this badass Washington Redskins watch. I didn't even say the team. I just showed him. He goes, me too. And then we became friends. It was like, love at first sight. <laughs> it was like, we talked about the team. Love at first sight. Looked into my eyes, you know? Yeah. You guys have been <laughs> homies ever since. It, I always, I, I, ever since. And then you probably ended up working a couple of years back after that, you know? And then I, that's when I, I met I you. I started before hung out with you I, and talked. You were there. Right. You were there. And uh, like when I started working, you and Cynthia and Gonzo were already there. Right. So who was the manager when you started? Dave Mathias. Oh, that's my boy. Dave Mathias was the manager. And then, yeah. and then Rosalind. No, then Sarah. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't even know, man. So many. But, but you're right. You were there at those times. Sarah, I just know Rosalind, that I, I worked, then, I worked uh, for Dave. I worked for Sarah. I worked for Rosalind. I worked for Georgia. I worked for... Oh, that's right. You remember Georgia? You yeah, must have been there. Wow. How, many, how long were you there? I was there like seven years, I think. Nice. 92 to 99. I remember sometimes, you know, uh, hanging out after work sometimes. That was fun too as well. Dude, hanging we out after hung work out. was the best. You know, be I'll, I'll never forget. I love, I, I never get tired of telling the story of, um, um, remember uh, Sir T? He would do yes. the, he would. He came like we had, we, he, he called, he's like, dude, I'm going to bring you the new Tupac. I'm going to bring you the new Tupac. And he dropped it off right when we closed. We, we closed the store. We went outside to throw the trash and do a couple other things. And then we came back inside, put the CD on, and we cleaned the store for like two hours listening to the new Tupac right. album. And All Eyes on Me listening to all eyes on me and it was like me and like mike dunlop and i don't know i i can't remember who else but like yeah, we had that, a copy that, of all eyes on me that that's a double cd right yeah it's the double he's sitting on a chair it's black and the background it's black and he's like kind of you know doing his yeah, thing yeah 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 uh that that was such a great cd because in the second cd he puts a lot of samples of old school I mm, yeah he does sample like uh prince and it was like you don't know that at the time though see because you're listening to it, you end up, I end up finding out later, go, oh, dude, I know exactly what song he sampled. It's a Prince the, song. The song that samples Prince, I think, was produced by DJ Quick. Yeah, I because think. it was just, it was just 97733, or something like that, the song. And this not Prince produced it, but I think it's more like the time does it. I don't know if you know that. Oh, uh, eight, six, seven, five. Seven. Not, no, I almost started no, saying no, that, one. That, that's Tommy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I almost But you get my idea. One. Yeah. You know what? I, I always that's cool. But see, that's why we're getting along. We're talking about music. I always right? tell people. I always tell people because you know we're old, and I and I talk to these younger people who like, like I tell them like I wish that you would have discovered because I know so many people who like they discovered Tupac by going back and listening to his greatest hits, or they discovered Sublime by like going back and listening to the greatest hits, or they right. discovered Rage Against the Machine right. by like going back and listening to the greatest hits like we were lucky enough to hear them when they were right. brand new like when people were like what the fuck is this right. you know like i still remember like how, right. how blown my mind was the first time i heard sublime and i was like what is this right. you know and like we were lucky enough to hear that as something brand new that had never been heard before you know and like waiting for the next one to come right. out you know but man, we, we got to we got to experience some great music 
we we worked at a record store in the '90s, and that was a great time for music. Right. That was great writing R&B wise as well. If you don't know that, it's like a lot of R&B was big, and yeah, then after baby, that it was country. Baby face, you know, L.A. Like Reid, Babyface. Right, right, Dallas, exactly. All, what I mean. Dallas Austin and and uh, and and all Jermaine Jermaine Dupree, all of those guys were producing great R&B. Right. Even watching some of their documentaries, how uh, um, some people broke away from certain labels. Uh, who was working with Prince? Was it L.A. Or something like where there were certain people breaking away from certain people because they don't want to be held down. It's like in a band with the James Brown and you break off and make your own band because you want to do your own thing. And that's the stuff that we experienced. These artists went and did their own thing and they were successful. Uh, the, the 90s was great. I loved it. Um, I just felt like sometimes when I look back at that stuff and, and those moments, I feel like time flew, but I enjoyed it. I had a great time. You know, time is going to go forward no matter what. So listen, I was just enjoying it every time we were there, especially when we went to work. Like you will come around and I'm receiving in the back and go, another receiving error. You know what I mean? It's just the funny things. And I used to I love would, it. Hey, I would, stop. I would be like at the front of the store and I'd be like, it's probably a receiving error. And like your head would error. <laughs> <laughs> but you know one thing that we're talking about music, because uh, we got, you know, the, the subject of music, it's like, um, it's interesting because I love it when I see posters of you and you put the whole album and you put it on. And I think a lot of people miss that. You know what I mean? A lot of people like uh, the first time I heard the whole album, uh, it was on CD, but I heard the whole album of Pink Floyd, uh, The Wall was cool. But when I heard Dark Side of the Moon, it was like something I missed out on. And I feel that some people just don't listen to the whole album. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you might not like the whole thing. I can sit back right now in high school and I can tell you uh, the first two albums I bought, uh, that I had, I guess, I found them in the trash, believe it or not. It was the, one of the Commodore's greatest hits. And then it was Black Sabbath, Iron Man on it, and War Pigs. So it was like wow. the whole album, though. So it's the yeah. whole album. It's and that's like all I you had, right? So the, you played it over and over. Exactly. It's like I th those two combinations are way off, but that's music love. Like, that's what I, I love. And when I see you put it on the record, I remember when I had it when I was young. I ended up buying records, I mean, uh, whole albums. And, and and then next thing comes is just cassettes, you know what I mean? So now I bought the whole cassette, like my very first cassette, two cassettes I bought. I told you, you have to remember this stuff, you know, when you buy your first thing, your first album, your first cassette, your first ticket to a concert, your first ticket to a football game. You remember those games, you remember the first time. I totally remember the two, two cassettes I bought was Dire Straits. And it was Rolling Stones, Rolling Stones, Dirty Work, and Dire Strait, uh, Brothers and Arm. Brothers has and Arm. a guitar Arms. on there. That's Man, I play those record. things over. I play those things over and over. You know, so far away from Dire Straits is the very, how do I know? Because I listened to it. Exactly. My next other cassette was, it believe it or not, was. Uh, yeah, so exactly. Away from me, yeah. Me. It's so far away from me. <laughs> But the very the third cassette I still remember because it was that it was that good. It was the Pet Shop Boys Please first album. And then right away when I bought that, I went and bought Peter Gabriel So. So, you know, Red Rain is the first song. You know, uh Divided by Zero is the first song of Pet Shop Boys. I remember these things and then that's when you just build Pet Shop Boys record is still so funny. Every song is all the time. Amazing. Amazing every song. But some people will miss out on that. Now it's a new wave. If you like the new wave and you like old school and oldies, that's cool too. Don't get me wrong, because I have a lot of oldies and old school albums too. 
it, you know. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? That's a masterpiece by itself, you know. It's like saying John, uh, you know, John Legend, um, not John Legend, um, what is it, the Beatles, what's the name? John Lennon. John Lennon, John Lennon you know, imagine. The, the, those kind of songs, that you got to respect them and enjoying the whole album, though. The whole album is the key. I yeah. think that's, yeah, that's the, the greatest hits bring the greatest hits bring the artist for you to like them if you didn't know about it. But tell someone the other day, dude, I didn't have any sets or albums of John Cougar Mellencamp, and I'm looking through Spotify. What's his first album? And it's tight. Like one of his first albums was in the '80s, and that whole album is tight. But it was uh, it was not really a single from there. Like in '83, he started doing you know when the walls coming down and and uh, and um, was this? Um, it's the the first album. The first album has that. Uh, oh, and uh, I was in junior high. With the night. That's that's on the first. Yeah. Album. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's 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 exactly right. Because after that, he does another album, and then it's American Fools after that, and that's like hurts so good. But the whole point about it is that go back. And if you heard the single, we listen to the album. Even if it's like Loverboy, go back and listen to the album. Or now, it's not like that. Kids don't buy the album. They just buy like the very single or they download it. They don't even buy it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Or they listen to it on Spotify. You, you own it on Spotify. But when that goes down or your account goes down or the web goes down, you don't have it at home to listen to like comfortable like you do. Every year when it was Christmas time, when I worked there at the warehouse, I ended up being FYE. Dude, Mannheim Steamrollers was my number one seller in Christmas time. That, that album brought that fast. energy. All, and they have like eight albums. But you pick out the one you like, and dude, every Christmas, it's like but, listening to the first time when I heard uh, Stevie Wonder's Christmas. It was badass. I was like, how come I missed like 20, 30 years when I finally heard it? Going, oh no, I really started doing researches of what albums really like brings everything because they got to put all their work into it the very first time so like give you an example the first uh cypress hill album badass i mean it's just every song on there is badass Bang. Bang. if you're not a cypress yes they were just on, on the uh what yeah well, i think they were in hollywood weren't they and the, uh they have a star now in hollywood i believe just recently oh, probably. This year, or no they do because I seen it on the news, I think it was like six months ago. Well, like three months before that, I went to go see them, and the and the opener was um, Hollywood Undead. They were yeah, I amazing. Saw that tour. I saw Exhibit was on it too. Yes, he he was he wasn't on the list, but he shows up. But he you shows know, he's up. Done, yeah. someone's gonna come. And I was like, that was tight. Oh man, did I ever have fun that night? Because I didn't get to drive, and I got to do what I wanted, drink as much as I wanted, and do whatever I wanted. And when you're in line, they don't check you, dude. They're just like, come on in. Like, yeah. you know what's up? You know, it's like, nice. Like, let me have my fun. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. It's just you know, different parties, you know, different times. You know, what artist I, you know what artist I love? And I absolutely give you 100% credit for introducing me to them is uh, Ice-T. Oh, word. Word. Oh, my gosh. I can listen yeah, yeah. to, I can listen to Ice-T OG any time like and it just i love anytime anytime i cruise into la as soon as i as soon as like you 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 like you hit where all the freeways are i always right. put in la 
home of the body bag. Body bag. Yeah, LA, yeah, I always put that in, dude. Every time I'm in LA, I want to listen to that album. Yeah, it's it, it, interesting you brought up rap back then that is totally kind of different today. So some of the artists I do like, but some of them I just don't, I, I can't, I, I don't, I guess because I'm older, it's just different ways where, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg just, I think, came out with a new song because that's basically what, I, what I'm saying. Is like, that was tight. It was. You heard it, that? was. It, it was tight. Not, not for the rap art, not for the fans that love rap, but just for like doing, like, when would you hear that? You're never going to hear that ever, ever. Just, and now if it came out good or not, that's not the point. It's the, when you do listen to it, you got to kind of go, I get the bond. I listen to the bond. I was bond and corridos and, you know, rancheras and this. And then here comes Snoop Dogg, just like, yo, baby. And I'm like, that was kind of tight. Now, to me, I mean, a song like that, I'm a guy that has to have a good system. You got to bump it good. You got to make it sound good. You know, if you listen to it on your phone, it's not, doesn't bring the same. Like, you know, when I was young, I had a little truck. I had the 12s in the back. When it brings the boom and the, and the tweeters and everything, it does bring a song to life, in a sense. I used to listen yeah. to, I hate to tell you this, like the first Two Life Crew cassette. Because it had a oh, lot of yeah. bass. You know, it's All negative bass. stuff. It was just good bass, good bass. Boom. And I was like, I used to love that. But it's just, uh, music, generation after generation, I think just changes different ways. I just, this generation, I do like some rap artists that are out, but I just don't like all of them. Well, that's funny it's because, like, my opinion. when you mentioned two live crew, like, in the, in the, in the, in the history of music, like, they get labeled as the, as the band that was, like, banned in the USA and that was so right. nasty that they were banned. Right. But, like, from a music perspective, dude, they created that Miami bass sound. Yes. Like, like they, and then they don't get, I mean, I know that like the, like the purists will right. automatically give um, Luke Skywalker the, the producer, well, it wasn't him, it was probably the producer, right? Um, right. But the, they, they, they made that sound, right? Right. See, the thing with the, uh, uh, Luke, basically when it started, it was actually called Luke Skywalker and the Two Light Crew. And they got printed like that when it came out. I think it was no more than maybe two to three weeks or less where Lou Skywalker, George Luke, he's like, you got to take that name off. And they did. But the ones that did ended up buying it have the cassette that says Lou Skywalker and the Two Live Crew. And that's what I had at the time. And I was like having a ball, not knowing later. I don't know where the cassette's at now. Maybe lost it through the way it broke down. But uh, it just, knowing that, go, I had a cassette that was, you know, that said, this guy walked in the two life crew and I bought it because of Star Wars, because see, that's the whole thing connection. That was like, I'm by, I didn't know it was going to be, you know, Hey, we want some and, and all this crazy songs, but a lot of bass. And I loved it. Yeah. I was like, Oh man. It's interesting because you're right about band in the USA. I think it was like fourth album. They came out where they had, Hey, we have the right to do this. We have the right to do that. I think that was the time of, of Reagan's when Reagan was out. So it was interesting time as well. And music always sometimes when you hear all that you really see i feel that way sometimes when i hear certain songs i go oh, oh that was a cool time i had fun you know uh i remember going to the park and i i didn't play rock i didn't play classic rock i hung out with uh, friends that were latin and we play oldies and old school but I'm, I made, I put it, I always brought the music. I always 
picked like, you know, Rock and Roll Gangster, you know, I picked GQ, I picked all these songs that it just has to hit the park moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, it just I think that's something that, that, that's something that like guys like me and you have in common that like, whenever we're hanging out with our friends, like we're always the ones that like are in charge of the music. Like, right. We have, and yeah, we, because of the, and I, and I, and I bring that DJ mindset to it. I'll be like, Oh, they don't really like this. Or like this, this right. will please everybody. And like, this is kind of safe right. for everybody. And I know that right. they, I know this person really likes Prince. So I'm gonna drop this just for them, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. totally. But uh, yeah, just, just society in right now as everything's going I, I just pray for a lot of people not to get sick going back on that a little bit and then in the business uh just trying to keep my head afloat and then in my team there's just a lot of stuff happening to me my team is no longer they retire the red skin name and, and they can decide some guy somehow bought the, the the trademarks to all these different names so he wants money for them so all these names that were coming, he bought the rights for Warriors. I mean, name whatever name we were gonna pick, he bought the trademarks for it. Every of all, single of all the names that they were that they were mentioning, you're getting really dark. Like, if, can you light up your room a little bit? Well, oh. it's really dark where you're at. You, you know what? Because the, uh, the the sun went down. The, hold on, hold on. All right, I'm back. Can you see yeah. me? Um, okay. of all the sorry because the background the sun's going down but go ahead. of all the names that they were that they were throwing out what what were you kind of hoping for what was your kind of what was kind of well, your they, they, they had this logo where it was an Indian and he had like a wolf kind of covering and it was called the red wolves and and the and the letters were just like the redskin you know fawn I think that would have been a cool name and a cool helmet it still has like an Indian look to it like a, a Native American kind of look Mm -hmm. we could keep the indians and cowboys going still you know what i mean yeah but that's just my opinion i mean there's still millions of people could probably disagree with me i don't own the team that's the thing the owner's gonna decide the owner's having drama right now and i'm like man this is not good for my team uh, and we're only gonna play two preseason games i don't know if you know that uh, no. uh the, the nfl decided only to do two preseason games and some if you live in that city you will get to watch them but if you don't you you know, I probably would never see the what until the season starts. And how, how is that going to affect the, what's going on in society right now? That's going to be the interesting part to try to figure out and, and just like try to make sure that everyone's okay if you go see a game. You know what I mean? Because people want to get out. America's about, now don't tell me what to do. I want to get out. I want to do what I want to do. And a lot of people are not understanding that the virus is to kill something. It's not like, you know, you're going to get a fever and go away in three days. Yeah, that's what people don't understand because they can't stay in. They got to get out. And yeah. I think some people are going to come out and get some people sick. I don't want to be the one to get someone sick and I don't want to get sick. I don't know how you feel about that. It's interesting yeah, to know, huh? Anybody, I don't want to get anybody sick either. I'm, I'm right. staying home. I'm playing it cool. That's why I'm doing the Like I've been doing this podcast for almost a year now, but I stopped doing it because I was having people come to my house and, and record it. But then I started seeing a lot of people right. Zoom. And uh, I figured out the I figured out how to record it and how to upload it, and so now, right. fuck it, I'm gonna start interviewing my like people that I won't don't always get to see, you know. Right. And I'm sure everybody's gonna be happy to see this, you know. Like Cynthia's probably gonna watch it. Like Nitty. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I see everyone on Facebook. Uh, I keep in touch a little bit just to see what they're doing. But this is gonna be the new way. 
the, the, you know, we, we see cartoons and someone's on the phone, you know, and, and you can see them in the cartoon and now it's reality. Now time has caught up. Like we didn't know that, you know, we didn't, at the time when we didn't make planes, we knew that we could fly because we've seen birds. We just didn't know how we were going to get there. It's just a matter of time, matter of time. Then we get an astronaut up in the skies. It, it, things are going to change. This virus is going to change a lot of things. Hopefully it goes away, but I don't know. It's interesting yeah. to see this. We'll, we'll, we'll find a cure. We'll find, we'll find a cure. We'll get out. So. It's just going to be a weird year. Well, say, yeah. let's wrap it up. My, my dog wants to really go outside. And, uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, for sure. Nice talking to you, man. To put this up, uh, I'll put this up in a couple of days, and uh, and let's uh, let's do one of these. Yeah. And me and you and Michael talk or something. But uh, yeah, for sure. And if you want to do it again, if you want to talk again, just send me a text, and then I'll love you like we just did today. Yeah, we'll do that. All right, say it's good seeing you, man. Hey, okay, brother, I love you, man. Take care. Same here, man. Hey, say and saludos a saludos a toda tu familia, man. Same here, bro. Take care. Love you, man. Yeah, take care. Peace.